You ain't going to school, are you, Annie? When I grow up. You ain't either, Annie. You're going to stay here. Take care of me. I'm going to school when I grow up. You said we'd be together forever and ever and ever. I'm going to school when I grow up. Now leave me be. And that's from the Helen Keller story. With uh, That's Helen Keller with her ambition. And we've all felt those type of tugs in our life where it's like, this is what I really want to do. I want to dance. No, you're not going to dance. You're going to be in this sport or this hobby or you're going to play the piano. And you just have that feeling inside. But how many of us express it that firmly and that forthrightly and have that type of commitment to ourselves to say, I'm going to school. Let me be know that with that intensity you want to try to find that in yourself your ability to not let other people even with the sweet oh stay with me stay with me stay with me suffocate you not let you get on with your life not let you enjoy your goals and that's not an easy task to do especially if you have the habit of saying okay I'll stay with you and you just feel that sinking feeling you feel you feel like you know you've betrayed yourself. You feel like you're doing the right thing, even though it feels so much like self-betrayal it is. And you don't know how to get out of that muck. That's the, if you're feeling that way, you can always call up and ask me a question as it pertains to your life. Of course, it's not therapy, but I'd love to help you. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. My show's The Rational Basis of Happiness. And your happiness better matter because it affects every aspect of your life, learning how to be good to yourself without trampling on other people, but how to be good to yourself. And right now we have a phone call from Greg. Greg is trying to figure out how to be good to himself. He wants to learn about successful living, but he's got problems with his job, with his career, with his health, and it's it's just, you'll hear words like, I'm very unhappy, very unses- unsuccessful, and I'm desperate. So see what you think about this. Yes, Dr. Kenner, my name is Greg. And my question is this. I have been fired two years ago after a spinal cord injury. I am walking. I'm not paralyzed, but I may need surgery. I'm currently on disability. I'm very unhappy. I'm having... I have a new relationship, which I'm very happy in, but I don't have a job. I feel very unsuccessful, and in general, I'm not happy. I'm desperately trying. I'm, I'm, I'll be 50 next year, and I'm, I guess I'm going through a midlife crisis. I just want some advice as to what it takes to be successful, how to get a job, how to get into a career again, how to get into – I want to be able to work after I have my surgery, and um, – I want to know if this relationship is healthy, too. I've, I've had a bunch of bad marriages, and it's been 15 years since I've been married. And I just have some general questions about successful living. Uh, also, I'm a diagnosed schizoaffective person, so um, I take medication for that. And so I have a few problems which uh, I'm trying to iron out in order to get ahead in life. I feel like I'm spinning my wheels. I'm not going anywhere. And um, I just need some help to get in the right direction. Okay, when you feel like you have so many balls up in the air, Greg, you're trying to juggle, you're trying to dig yourself out of so many holes. You've had a bunch of bad marriages. So the relationship area is real shaky for, for you. Is this just going to be another bad relationship to, you know, tick, tick down? 
uh, put a little check mark and say, there goes another one. You ha you have been fired from your job. It's It feels like someone saying you're no good, you're worthless when you're fired. That you're going to want to look closely at. If it was due to the spinal cord injury, you, then that's another hurdle that you need to get over because you haven't even had the operation yet. So you have a lot going on in your life. What I want to get to is what do you love? If you could imagine your ideal life, Greg, given your limitations, given that obviously it can't be a ski expert, a skiing expert with your spinal cord injuries, your back problems. What is it you do love, though, that you're, you're capable of doing? What are you good at? And those are two separate questions because sometimes you can be very good at something that you don't enjoy doing, so you don't want to choose that. But you want the combination of something that you, you would either be willing to put in an enormous amount of time, like I do, learning. I wasn't good at this at the beginning. I had to learn. There's a big learning curve when you start anything, not anything. None of us are good at driving cars when we sit behind the wheel for the first time, but we all learn. So you want to be able to look at your life from the vantage point of what do I love? And then you want to ask yourself a question, Greg, what have I done well in life? Because you carry around a bunch of your failures. You you display them to me. You know, I have a bunch of bad marriages, which is good for me to know. But what has gone well in your life? Many of us don't focus on that. We just take it for granted and it fades into the background. What have you gen what are you genuinely proud of? What accomplishments have you had? And that's going to counter some of the fallout from all of your failures. Because I'm assuming you're saying I'm a failure at a relationship. I'm not good enough. Uh, I can't get a job. I go through life spinning my wheels. I don't know what the future holds for me. And I don't know how to deal with others. All of those are fixable. A lot of those are skill-based. Even thinking better, you can get a, a book called Mind Over Mood to help you deal with how do you deal with the negative thoughts that get in the way of your pursuing your dreams, pursuing your goals. So I highly, highly, highly recommend cognitive behavioral therapy. And you had mentioned that you have schizoaffective disorder. I don't think most people know what that means unless you're in the field. It just means that at some point you've had, you've been depressed and or uh, you've lost it at times where you've been manic and you've had some signs that are typical of schizophrenia, but it's not schizophrenia. It's just at times you've had delusions or hallucinations, maybe some bizarre ones, uh, maybe some disorganized speech or some weird behavior that isn't typically you. And you may just even have had a flat flattening of your emotions where nothing seems to bother you. I'm not hearing that now. I'm hearing a very motivated person who made the effort to, to make a call to a talk show to figure out how to put his life together. I would start by getting yourself into cognitive behavioral therapy. You can go to their website, academyofct.org. There are no spaces there. And see if there's a therapist in your neck of the woods. You could go to my website, look at the book Mind Over Mood. I think that will help you a lot. Um, with the relationship you have now, if no harm is being done, then try to figure out what pattern you were in in past relationships that got you in trouble. Not blaming the other person and not looking to blame yourself, looking to find causal, the causal link. 
looking to, to identify the cause of what messed up the relationship and see where that originated from. Maybe in your family of origin, your father may have been very harsh to you or your mother may have been real mean or maybe both of them abandoned you and have some empathy for yourself as you're trying to pull yourself out of this. But I would focus on definitely getting the job because I think that's where most of us derive our sense of identity and the fact that you want to do that even with the limitations of um, even with the limitations of having uh, of having been fired and having the the back injury and going through a new operation, which is looking forward. You know, I give you credit. Okay, I want to quickly turn to the guy who wants to kill his. Uh, the man who had an affair with his wife, he writes to me saying uh, uh, that he feels he's worthless, he feels betrayed. He says, I know you probably hear this a hundred times a day, but my wife has left me for another man and I'm absolutely beside myself with grief. I would literally like to kill the other man. So number one, you need to take a vacation, you need to put in a lot of pauses so you do not act on those feelings. A lot of people feel that way, but you've got to avoid getting even close to acting there. You continue, I feel so betrayed and worthless. I can't bring myself to see my children right now because they remind me of my wife and send me tail spinning into grief. Let them know that. Let your kids know that. I can't talk to her without being vicious. I would say, don't talk to your wife yet then. You're not ready to. And I would definitely get therapy ASAP. Um, you said you've been to the hospital twice for depression. I would get the book After the Affair by Dr. Janice Abramspring. You're not looking to rebuild the relationship. If you're looking to rebuild the relationship, then this book will help you. Even if you're not, it will help you make sense of the type of pain that you're in, and it will normalize it. Many people who've been betrayed, whose partners have had affairs, feel this intense emotion. It's not abnormal. What's, what you don't want to do is let it linger, so you want ways out of that, and you can go to my website and get the book After the Affair by Dr. Spring. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. Coming up, we have Dr. Judy Beck, and I'm going to play a client in a cognitive therapy session. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the Rational Basis of Happiness. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner. A romance killer is the joy killer of being mentally passive. When you let your mind rust, you become dull. You become a shallow person with no serious interests or goals. Some people passively copy what others value or make choices based on unanalyzed failings. For example, Benson reveals, my dad went to college and became an accountant. He told me to do the same, so that's what I ended up doing. I don't like it, but it's a living. Benson is taking a passive approach to his own life. What if he does the same in romance, falling into a marriage without knowing what he wants, only thinking purposefully about what you want, followed by action, will bring vitality to your life. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.